0: Day 40. Day 40. Hey, man, I was telling John uh, this morning that I was like uh, Scotty Pippen in 95 when he was trying to get Michael Jordan <laughs> come it. back to the
1: league. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. Numbers was rough, boy. Man. Yeah, yeah. I had to step tough. out for a bit because I ain't have anything good to say. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I just bailed out real quick and I'm like, yo, man, I'll meet you in Deuteronomy, fam. So, oh, hey, but y'all made it through numbers. So congratulations.
0: Yeah. Praise God for that, bro. Yeah. Praise God.
1: Yeah. I, this is day 40. Yeah. Uh, Deuteronomy 1 through 4. And Keith, you probably uh, just set the perspective of this mm-hmm. book better than anybody that I know. So, just overview <laughs> what's Deuteronomy? All okay. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, Deuteronomy all right, 1 is one of my favorite books in the Bible, probably my favorite book in the Old Testament, just because it's so rich. Um, so, it's actually this covenant renewal, right? And God. Here is providing like this summation of what happened and took place in Genesis to numbers, right? And then on the flip side, it foreshadows, anticipates what's going to happen in the former prophets and the historical books. But it is also the book that the prophets will come back to when they're indicting Israel right. and instructing them about how they ought to conduct themselves as far as justice, as far as faithfulness to God. Yeah. So if the Old Testament is like a wheel. Deuteronomy is like the hub. Right. Right. Yeah. It's the center of the old testament. Uh, that's dope. And um, and so yeah, and it's really, it's really very highly structured. There's a lot of ways to look at it. Some people say it's like, man, it's just like three of Moses' sermons. Yeah. Moses is about to die. He's like, Look, guys, look, I'm going to go. <laughs> Make sure y'all but get this is, it. This is what y'all need to know before I go. Right? right. Um, so it is that Moses is doing a lot of the talking, but it's also like structured as a covenant document. Yeah. Um where you have, you know, blessings and curses, where you have uh, the historical prologue, which we're about to get into, the preamble, which sets the kind of occasion. And then the witnesses, he calls heaven and earth as witnesses to this covenant document that God makes with his people. So right. that's why it's, it's really, really big time uh, book. Oh. Um, helpful to go through.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, So the book starts off the way that like um, season four of a series that you're going to binge watch, right? So you Mm -hmm. know how when you're getting ready to uh, watch something, uh, a new season will start off and be like previously on the (laughs) wire, right? Uh, Chapter one through three is like previously on the Bible, right? Here's what takes place. What it is, is that uh, we just have to be reminded of the faithfulness of God. And what Mm -hmm. it does is it puts our foolishness and his faithfulness into perspective. And we're reminded that our reason for hope uh, never comes from our surroundings or even our personal piety and obedience and success. Our reason for hope comes from God. So God's going to say things like, yo, I told y'all to go into the land y'all ain't listen yeah then i told y'all not to go and try to fight and make up for your wrongs but y'all ain't listen right and over and over and over you see god's people don't listen to him they think they know what's right and their foolishness Mm -hmm. is put on full display and what you get is in god's justice he's going to deal with it that we at times are going to get what we deserve, things that are brought on us. But even when God gives us his justice and right judgment, um, we are assured that God is not going to abandon us, right? His presence will be with us. So as Moses gives this history, he's saying, yo, God told you to do this. Y'all ain't listen. God told you to do that. Y'all ain't listen. But even in the Mm -hmm. midst of that, God is still with you. He's not going to abandon you. He's cared for you in the past and forecasting he's going to do the same thing, right? Y'all are going to get into this land Mm. and y'all aren't going to listen. And he's going to send you into exile. But if you repent and turn to him with all your heart, guess what? This same God is going to be faithful. He won't abandon you.
0: Yeah, Yeah. that's so good. It's so good because it's like, yeah, like in the first few chapters, he gives this history. Right. And the thing is, that's crazy, bro, is that just to put it in perspective for people that's listening, like yeah. the journey from from Mount Sinai um, to where they are now yeah. is only 11. It's an 11 11-day journey.
1: It's an 11-day journey.
0: <laughs> an 11-day journey. So it's just like 100 miles, right? It's like back then they was different. You know, right, they right. walk 10 miles a day. <laughs> right. we, don't, don't, we don't do all that. Right. But it took them 40 years. That's crazy. So it's like. I don't think we, sometimes the context is lost on us. And so it's like, no, no, no. And God was still faithful yeah. through all of these years. Yeah. And Moses, like like you said, he, he can't help but see the faithfulness of God. Like right. we have to be good historians, bro. Yeah. Like we have to know our history.
1: Yeah, we, right? we spend so much time trying to figure out what God's doing in the future, right? We, we spend so much time trying to be detectives. Uh, But God works in mysterious ways, and you, my friend, like we are Sherlock Holmes, right? Right? We are better (laughs) historians. We need to spend our time seeing how God has worked in the past and then uh, importing that way of godness or being God, overlaying Mm -hmm. that over our present circumstances and saying, yeah even if we don't know where hope's gonna come from. I know things look bleak. I know things did not turn out with Breonna Taylor's case in the way that Mm -hmm. we hoped that they would, in a way that we thought justice should have come forth, but we do serve a God who brings hope out of the most hopeless circumstances. And for a group of people that are wandering in the wilderness for 40 years and are dying off, Moses is bringing in this aspect of hope.
0: Yeah, and Moses even talks about in the text, like, no, 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 God carried you right. like a man carries his son. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you guys are God's children, and he's cared for you in this time. So listen, so chapter four, when he starts to get, when when history goes into legislation, <laughs> right. when he starts giving laws yeah. and, like, calling them to not just hear it, yeah. but obey it, right? right? Don't be hearers of God's words, but doers of God's word, like James says, it's like no, because God is this Father, right? Yeah. Because God, God loved your your fathers too. He loved the patriarchs right. and He made a covenant with them, and and that's the impetus for obedience. Yeah, right? yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. just I want y'all to just do stuff no, because no. I'm a, a a
1: rule bully, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> right?
0: Right. But no, because I love you guys, it's and I the, want you to claim the promises I have for you.
1: No, no, it's yeah, it's in the context of personal relationship, right? That He's gonna say, no, no you're hamstringing your your potential to obey if you treat obedience as you just needing to align with some christian ideals or cold propositions he's constantly mm. going to say no 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 remember god cares about you and these are the things that god cares about let's locate our obedience in the context yeah. of personal relationship so much so right. that even when we obey, then the rest of the world sees, ah, yeah. Yeah, sees God and they want yeah. the relationship with him. Obedience is always about relationship and not just rules.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to that point, man, it just made me think of, of something, something someone said. It's just that uh, we don't influence the world by trying to be just like it, mm. right? Like mm. God has good. come to us and he saved us. He's made a covenant with us. And he's like, yo, if you obey me, that that's what's going to make you attractive to right. the world. They're going to come like, oh, who is this right. that has these type of laws and this wisdom, right? Like, yeah. who is this God that they serve, right? And it's right. the same thing now, right? <sighs> that's what gets people to want to come to God. And ironically, by trying to be like the world, we try to bring people in, but, but God's like, that doesn't work, right? <sighs> like, that doesn't work, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's... That's how it happens. And like you said, yeah, the covenant is supposed to be passed down. Just all of these reasons, man, like yeah. why God is saying "Uh, you ought to obey. You know, you're supposed to tell your children, your kids, kids, and your right. kids, 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 right? Yeah. Like, this is the reason uh, why you uh, obey me, right? Uh-huh. And so they'll know as well how faithful I was. Yeah,
1: man, and I'm excited to dive into this book uh, because this is going to lay out uh, the things that God cares about in terms mm, of his absolutely. people caring for the poor, his people caring for the widows and the defenseless, his people caring for all of these concerns. And as yes. we obey, we get a chance to show the world what God is like by caring about the things that God himself cares for. Amen. Amen.